and welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm Cheese Man. I'm, I, I am joined by Finkel today. Say hi, Finkel. What's up? Damn it, I've turned to spaz now. Oh, God. And today, we, as always, will be talking football. What's new? So, so today only... is actually... Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. Today is actually our first episode of Fantasy Friday. We're just going to do this weekly on Fridays. And we're going to bring in guests from our fantasy league and just, and you know, just friends in general. So we're going to have a special person on our, around the end of the show. But for now, we're just going to be talking over-unders and fantasy points. We're using Yahoo, by the way. But yes, we are. some quick news. Um, it came out, we forgot to mention this on Wednesday, but I'm a... Uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Green Bay Packers are in the top five for a PFT's Week 11 power rankings. How do you feel about that, Lucas? Well, for those of you who don't know, that is pro football talk. And I made a power rankings list of my own. And I would say Green Bay deserves a spot in the top five. Miami doesn't. Here's why. So oh God. it's not that Miami is a bad team. It's just that there's just a lot of teams right now that I consider to be above them. I think five is a little too high. Like, I think I would have Pittsburgh above them. I would have Kansas City above them. I'd have Green Bay above them. Um, I would have New yes. Orleans above them. And I believe I would have... of them are actually up. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, New Orleans, Packers, Dolphins. That's literally the order. And then also on top, I'd probably have... Uh, I'm not sure if I would have Seattle on top of them because their defense is terrible. I would have Tennessee oh, on yeah. top of them, though. I'd have Tennessee and Buffalo, so that's good for sixth or seventh. Yeah, so that's so that's interesting. The Dolphins are now the darlings of the NFL. But speak of the that those Seahawks. Um, last night's game. Let's look at the fantasy output from quarterbacks in that game. Um, yes, as those... we forgot to mention, it is Fantasy Friday, our first ever. Yes, it'll be very pog. So, I have the stats pulled up right now. Kyler Murray was projected to score 26.15 points, but he scored 20.26. And same with Russell. He's supposed to get 25.94, but scored 20.08. What are your thoughts, Cheese Man? So, looking at the things, I think just off the eye test, it's a little disappointing. But if you watch the game, I watched the game, Kyler Murray did suffer a shoulder injury. And the Ooh, Seahawks really? defense, he did. Not that bad, though. Like, he threw it. But okay, the, I think the um the problem was that they contained his running so much. I think he had 15 rushing yards. Like, yeah. for a guy that's averaging, like, 80 a game, that's just, no. So, yeah, the Seahawks defense did do good that time. The Seahawks did pull out a win. And then Russell Wilson, I think he just had a quiet game. I remember watching DK Metcalf score, like, a – what, like 30-yard touchdown? Something crazy like that. Yeah. I, I got him and DK, so I'm like, whoo! With this, yeah, with the Seahawks, it's either... This is a rare game, because usually it's either Tyler Lockett goes off or DK Metcalf goes off. And in the past year, it's mm, yeah. basically been DK Metcalf with a side of Tyler Lockett. But this game, they kind of were both the same stat line, kind of. Like, I know yes. Metcalf had 46 and a touchdown... Lockett had about the same. He had a touchdown. He had a beautiful toe tap on the sideline, too. Nice. So, yeah, that was very cool. But then, looking down, 
I would say DeAndre Hopkins scores only 5.1 points. I, think I know. That's huge. That was, yeah, that's, like, really good for the Seattle defense. Like, they've been just infamously atrocious this year. Like, historically bad. It, like, is it's not even good. enough to describe them. They're just horrible. And and big man Nuke was projected to score 17.21 seconds of, of the wide receivers projected for this week and scoring a measly five. Wow. Yeah, I don't... I think... Uh, I don't know. Now, this one thing I did see actually today. We all know about the Madden curse, but we think that's been ended by Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm, one, yeah. one might say is that if you look at the 99s in the league... Something's happened to all of them. For example, nothing's really happened to Mahomes because he's, you know, the one example to God. all this. After Russell Wilson becomes a 99, he throws, what, five picks in two games and what? loses wow. both of them. Christian McCaffrey's a 99, he gets hurt. Gilmore's a 99, he gets hurt. Uh, Michael Thomas is a 99, he gets hurt and suspended. And now they make DeAndre Hopkins a 99, and he scores 5.1 points. Oh, wow, that's actually now, I don't really wanna... cool. Yeah, it's an interesting trend to watch for. Yeah, I think we've got to track that the rest of the year. If anyone else goes down or becomes 99 overall, we are watching that. Now, who would you put right now that's kind of close? Who would you make a 99 overall? Who would I make a 99 overall? I'm uh, to it now. But I'm, I believe, like, Devontae Adams. I don't think he's in the 99 club. It's... He is a 96. Oh, yeah, he definitely needs to be bumped up to a 99 because he's just playing consistently great for the Packers. No, yes, I at the beginning of the year, I was very upset by the initial ratings when they came out mm, because yeah, of like... just the sheer, the sheer disrespect that they gave the Packers. Now, EA, if you're listening, you've got some big adjustments to make because I'm looking now at the Madden database, okay? And let me pull up. The Packers, okay? Because this will be just a fun thing. Look at this. So I now have the Packers ratings up, okay? This is what I think. Aaron Rodgers starts the year at an 89. So disrespectful, he's now a 95. I think that's a fair rating, considering he's not very mobile or anything. Uh Oh, yeah, definitely. He's just pure pocket, but still good. Uh, You got Devontae Adams now up to a 97. Uh, uh-huh. Will he break into the 99 club? Maybe, maybe not. You never know. He might go off this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, a couple things to note are, in fact, the players that are lower. Um, you've got Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark is an 89 overall. He started the year at a 90. Like, I guess he was hurt, so whatever. Now, Zadarius Smith, my main man, Zadarius Smith, big Z, they lowered him to an 87. That I consider to be disrespectful. Yeah. He has done nothing but show up this year pretty much shifted the momentum in week three against the Saints. So I think that's a bit disrespectful. And then Preston Smith is an 82. That's just not okay. Yeah, um, um, I'll give credit to them to get into a one overall better. But, yeah, I'm not a fan with what EA is doing with the ratings. Um, now, wait till I read this. these ones off. Oh, Jesus. And these. Okay, Darnell Savage is a 76. We're talking about one of the most exciting young ball hawking safeties in the league. They have a 76. Yeah, Kevin King, may I remind you? Kevin King, this man scored. He did not score. He had six picks last year. Six. Wow. Starts the year at a 72 overall. That's unacceptable. Yeah, that's really So you sad. got Gilmore. I'm not going to say Gilmore is at the same level as King because 
that, oh, no. that'd be just like mm-hmm. terrible to say. But King, if you have six picks in a year, like I'm telling you right now, J.C. Jackson's probably up there because he's got his six picks. But it's like, and now he's only a 75. Yeah, like, like, not you, okay. like if he's playing well, they have to bump that up. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And then the final thing I like, oh, I've got a final thing to add. Oh, yeah. Marquez Valdez Scantling, 93 speed. I think uh, we all saw it, that game uh, against the uh, Jaguars. He had that touchdown, 80-yard touchdown, where he literally like trucked the ref. He, <laughs> no way is that warrant 93 speed. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. But, yeah, that concludes my Madden rant. EA is a big bra moment. So let's get back on to fantasy. So basically, we're going to do over-unders for all the positions, right? We've already got rid of all for the top five in each position group, according to Yahoo Fantasy. We've already gotten out the three that played last night. So let's move on to the next following quarterbacks. We have Patrick Mahomes, 25.61. Over or under? I'm going to take the under on this one because I think the Raiders' defense is highly underrated. Um, Jeff Heath is the only man in the league to have a uh, pick off of Mahomes this uh, week. and um, I mean, not this week, this year. So I think I think he gets another one, and I think they will stop Mahomes in his tracks. I think they're gonna not win, but I think their defense is gonna show up. And so I'm gonna say under. Yeah, I have to disagree with you. I think Mahomes is just gonna just light them up because I personally I just do not trust them. And but even then, I think it could split either way because their run defense is like trash. Like I know the Finns traded Raekwon mm-hmm. McMillan to him, but fun tidbit: he has nine tackles. I don't know if he's injured or what happened to him, but nine tackles and you're a premier run stopper. So I think it really could go either way, but I'm I'm saying it over. Next we have hmm. La- yeah okay. Next we have Lamar Jackson at twenty two point ninety six. Um, you know, Lamar, I think uh, I'm gonna go with under on this one too, because I just think he has him on the same player. And I don't think he's going to be getting the rush yards that he needs to boost his yards. There is uh, points. No, I, I I agree. I think he's I think he's definitely regressed from that playoff loss. It's just been going down. And next we have. Yeah, and then. Next we have rookie Justin Herbert, yeah. twenty-two point fifty-two. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go under because I just think that's a little high okay. to put a rookie at. Yes, I, so. I understand you, but hold on. I'm on. They're playing the Jets. Uh, let me change my <laughs> statement. Uh, I think the thing with the Jets is that the Jets just stink. So, I'm yeah, never mind. I'm going over, but not by that much. He's at 22-5-2. I see him getting 24-25. Yeah, because I think like the Chargers like heavily rely on the passing game. Because, like, their running game is just screwed ever since Eckler went down. No offense, like, Chargers running backs. Mm-hmm. But I think Herbert is just going to light up the Jets' defense, who's so predictable and bad. Yeah. It has not been great for the Jets this year. Yeah. Now, I'm going to read off the running backs now. Mm-hmm. So, Dalvin Cook slated to have 20.72 this week. Do you see an over-under on that um, Personally, I think 20 points for a running back is just outlandish. But then again, I'm a, like, really heavily rely on Dalvin Cook. So I 
it's it's very tough, but I would say under. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'm gonna take the under too. Now, Alvin Kamara, this is one twenty point fourteen. We got the announcement today that uh, Jameis Winston will not be starting, and Taysom Hill yes, is going to be the I starter. I heard about that, and I was like, so, yes. That just imagine being benched for like like the Swiss Army knife, like bra moment. Well, he did play quarterback in college. Yes, he did, but like, but, wow, that's yeah. Come on, Jameis, thirty thirty, but. For Alvin Kamara. So, Finkel, are you taking over? I'm actually going to take over on this one because Alvin Kamara is both versatile in the pass game and the run game, where I don't feel like Dalvin Cook is more is like a receiving kind of guy. So, I think Alvin Kamara is going to get a lot of reps this week, especially with the new quarterback change. Yeah, I'm going to hit you guys with my bold prediction. I think Kamara has the highest scoring game of any running back this season. Tomorrow, I mean, uh, Sunday. Because if you look at just the way it's lining up for him, mm-hmm. they already have a, a Pro Bowl offensive line. And you got a quarterback that, not that he's new to the offense, but he's not Drew Brees. I think he'll get passed to a lot. That's a lot of receptions. Mm-hmm. I would see him having upside of five receptions. Um, and I'd say he goes over 100 rushing and receiving yards. So I think he's going to go mm-hmm. off. Yeah, Kamara's. Multiple touchdowns, too. Yeah, I think he could even get three and just have, like, hundreds of yards, so. Kamara's going to have a really fun game mm-hmm. this week. What's our next running back? Yeah. We now have Aaron Jones against the Colts, 16.13. So, very even and very reasonable. If, I, if we check Yahoo, it's apparently play, playing the third-best run defense. And apparently, an average better than 3.9 yards since week five, the Packers buy. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna actually going to say under. I'm going to say, I would say the Colts' run defense is pretty good. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to get a rushing got a lot of big I think he'll get a single touchdown this game. I think he's due for a touchdown. Yeah. So that's six. I think he'll have at least four catches. So that's eight and a half PPR and ten in PPR. Mm-hmm. Will he get 80 yards total? I don't, there's 60 yards total. I'm going to say yes. So I think he goes over, but not by more than like two points. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you because, I mean, Colts, like, I think Rodgers is just going to ball out. Yeah. And then we have Miles Sanders, 15.92. All right. Miles Sanders at 15.2. So, again, playing a pretty okay I'm a run defense with Cleveland. And I, I think he's going over. Like, Miles Sanders is, like, returning, I believe. I think he got injured at one point. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on that. Mm-hmm, and... And then the final one, this is... Yeah. Yeah, Miles Sanders is just goaded. What's our final running back? The final running back actually surprised to me. Derrick Henry at 15.06. Um, against Baltimore? Uh, I think that's pretty iffy. They have a pretty stout run defense, but I think he can go over. But again, just by a little bit. Yeah, I think he's going to go over because we all remember what happened last time, and I think that's going to happen mm. again. Yeah. So, I yeah, I think he I think he just has – I don't want to say he's going to have a lot of yards. I think I can see him having two, three touchdowns. Yeah. Maybe not all rushing. I think Tannehill can drive and then just pound it in, scuffle touchdown, vulture, full freaking, like, um, Jordan Howard. 
I remember that fateful day when I uh, had what's it called? And oh, I <laughs> before uh, it was the beginning. It was before Thursday night football, and the two best free agent running backs were Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry. And my reasoning was, oh, Derrick Henry's a receiver. I mean, uh, Deion Lewis is a receiving best. We'll get more points off of him. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I picked Deion Lewis, and uh, Henry proceeded to put up, like, 50. Aww. Now, yeah, so that one hurts. And I've learned to never doubt Derrick Henry again. So, just a little bit of heartbreak there. I did lose that week. But I saw, actually, he was still in the free agent pool. Because at the time, he was widely considered a bust. So I still picked him up, and I had him for the rest of the year. And he played the Giants the next week, and he had like 150 yards. It was awesome. Nice, yeah. So that was like a steal at that point. All right, next we move on to water. Yeah, but I also mm-hmm. recall. Wait, what are you? I also recall I was a little mad because on the first drive, Deion Lewis like drove the ball down the field. And as you were saying, touchdown vulture Derrick Henry got a one-yard rush <laughs> touchdown. I was so mad. Oof. Yeah. Okay, now we're on to mm-hmm. wide receivers. Devontae Adams is top with 18.25 over under. See, my estimated stat line is going to be something like six, seven catches. Maybe, I think he's going to have one deep catch and a bunch of short ones, so maybe like 70 yards. Hmm. It's like six for 70, and I think no one's stopping him from getting into the end zone. So I'm going to give him a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you add that up in PPR, that's 19. So I'm going to go with over. Yeah, I think it's going to be over by a little bit or under by a little bit. This is quite reasonable considering how much he is just thrown to and how good he is. Mm-hmm. So we covered DeAndre Hopkins, right? 5.1 for projected 17. Not a good look. Yes, very bad look. And I'm sure fantasy owners are like raging. And now we have Keenan Allen, 16.42 against the Jets secondary, over-under. That's, that's got to be over, because he's a key key part in the success of the Chargers. I mean, And especially the passing offense with Herbert, they've made a great connection. He has 65 catches this year, none of them have been, he has no drops either. So he's a reliable target, I say he goes over. Oh yeah, definitely, I think he can even catch like three touchdowns, because I do not trust the Jets. And I never did. No, Marcus May is not stopping anything. Yeah. Next, we have Michael Thomas at 16.06 over under. I'm going to go under simply because I think Kamara is going to have a great day. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. But he can definitely go over if they do. He could, yeah. yeah. If Sean Payne does really trust in Taysom Hill and if he gets the flow going early in the game, like he, like if he's under pressure. He can just heave it up to Michael Thomas, and I'm sure he can just come down with it because he's that good. Mm. And then final, oh, final couple wide receivers. I see Julio Jones and uh, Tyree Kill. So yeah, they tied at 15.49. Julio is higher because of just season ranking. What's your over under? Now here, let me let me phrase it to you this way, Finkel. Mm-hmm. Do you think Julio Jones is going to have more points, or do you think Tyreek Hill is going to have more points? I think Tyreek Hill is going to have more points. I just think Tyreek is just such a boom, 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 boom guy that he's just going to I think also, based on my statement earlier, I said that the Raiders would slow down the Chiefs. I want to take Julio against the Saints, mm-hmm. even though he'll probably be up against Lattimore, but it's, I think it doesn't matter with Julio. Yeah, Julio is just, like, always just consistent. 
Okay, so that is our first three position groups. We're going to end this segment, which is already quite lengthy. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Professional Ranters. We are back talking fantasy football on this Friday, day before Saturday, and Thanksgiving is next week, so that's something, I guess. Super pog. Love turkey. Anyways, we're getting off topic. So, with our over-unders for um, Yahoo Fantasy Football, and why don't you start off with the tight ends? Yeah, so we have Travis Kelsey slated to have 15.69. Now, one thing I don't get, nice. the fact mm-hmm. that you combine Kelsey and Tyreek Hill for 30 with Mahomes' being so low, especially with all the other weapons they have, I just don't think it adds up. So, I'm going to take the under yeah, I agree. on Kelsey. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you, and I'm pretty sure that the Raiders linebackers are... Yes, the li- Kelsey playing against Las Vegas is 24th. It's in the red. Woo! Then we have Darren Waller. Darren mm-hmm. Waller against the Chiefs, 12.46. Yeah, that will be interesting, because I think he could go either way, because... I, I don't trust other Raiders receivers. I mean, I love Henry Ruggs, but not not huge that Renfro can just go nuts. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to go, it depends on if he scores, because the touchdown dependency of Darren Waller is very high. So mm. I think if he scores, he'll go over. If he doesn't, he'll be just under. But I think he'll score, so I think he's going over. And third... Yeah. Mark Andrews against Tennessee. I'm taking the under. It's 10.42. Yeah, I'll actually go over because Lamar Jackson loves to throw to him, so I think he, he can does. get a touchdown this game. Yeah, especially in the Patriots game, it was just he threw to him like four times on one drive. Yeah, it's See, that's the thing with Andrews, too. Like, sometimes he gets zero catches for three drives in a row, and sometimes he'll get five catches on a drive. He's a boomer bust for fantasy, but I think over. Yeah, now speaking of bust, we have TJ Hawkinson in fourth. I had him last year. He was not good. He's 10.13. TJ Hawkinson. So I I just do not like the Detroit offense, and I think the Carolina defense could just completely just abuse everything for the Lions. Yeah, because if you think about it, you're going to have a guy like Shaq Thompson, who's a borderline pro bowler right now on him. I I don't think he's getting 10. (laughs) And then then number five, we have Gronk at 9.51. So with Gronk, I think against the Rams, this could flip either way. But because Gronk is getting a lot more, like, catches and a lot more love from Brady. But also, I can definitely see him having a horrible game getting two catches for, like, nine yards. So, so I'm actually going to say under. I'm going to say uh, under, too. So, mm-hmm. here's uh, the defenses now. We have Chargers, number one against the uh, Jets with 8.94. So I'm, th- I'm thinking this is going over. I think against the Jets, you're just pretty much guaranteed a touchdown. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I think they could get a defensive touchdown this game, maybe maybe two, because 
the Jets' offense is just so, so dang atrocious. They can get numerous sacks. Yeah, I'm going over. So I'm going to do the math in my head right now. I think they're going to have give or take four sacks. So, oh, like yeah. four cool. sacks. Now, the thing with Joe Flacco, he has, he's mm-hmm. not really a pick thrower guy. So I'm going to go with yeah. no turnovers, clean game by the Jets. I just see them scoring like 10 points. So I'm going to go over like 10-point game by the Chargers defense. And then Chargers go out definitely play well. Team on my fantasy team, we have Pittsburgh's defense for eight point seven eight against Jacksonville. That's gotta be over. I think they've. Oh been, yeah, Way I over. think they're a team that's slated to get a bunch of turnovers because Luton's been throwing picks. Yes. There's fumbling because there's a bunch of young guys on the team. I think they're gonna stop the run heavily, which is one of their main components of their yes. offense. I think it's gonna be a shutout with a defensive touchdown, a bunch of sacks. Give them fifteen. Yeah, definitely agree with you there, but, like, I think the thing with the Pittsburgh defense is there could be, like, four-plus turnovers I because the Jacksonville offense is just meh. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, starting the Jaguars running back, James Robinson, not smart against Pittsburgh because they're smart enough to just stuff it down the gut. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of points for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and then we have Minnesota playing Dallas at 7.49. I'm going under, and here's why. You look at the, uh, obviously the Cowboys have what could be a top five receiving core in the league. Amari Cooper has not been good this year at all. So you've got him. Mm-hmm. You've got CeeDee Lamb's been showing up strong. Michael Gallup. And they've got some depth at tight end, I guess. They're starting tight end towards ACL, but still got depth at tight end. Yes. 7.49, I think it's a little high, because I think with uh, Garrett Gilbert, they kind of clicked last week. And I think the cornerbacks, you look at the starting cornerbacks, if it wasn't bad enough already, mm-hmm, yeah. Dantzler got hurt the other week. So I think it's going to be a fruitful game for the Dallas offense. Yeah, I was going to say over, but yeah, you kind of just persuaded me to say under. But I do think it will stay very true to what they projected as. Yeah. Now Miami against Denver, 7.44. I think this could also go either way because – I mean, mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to scratch that statement because I was going to say you also look at Denver's receiving core and it's loaded, but then I realized Sutton's also obviously out. I think yeah, uh, Sutton's out. Locke has found a great, uh, great, great relationship with that Patrick guy. I think it's Tim Patrick, maybe. He's great yes, relationship, he but I you look at the cornerbacks, it's just not not a good, not a good. Yeah, matchup. X going to give it to you. So I'm going to say way over, and hear me out. Right, so Drew Locke. The thing with Drew Locke is you blitz him, yeah, and the game's over. You just murder him. You can get like six sacks. So I think Emmanuel Logba is going to have a great game. I think we can make him fumble. We can force him to making bad throws. I think Byron Jones can get his first interception of the year mm. because the corners against this wide receiver group. Now it would be it's kind of tough, but I think the corners have a huge advantage. And along with their, like, high-scoring defense and their amazing blitz, I think this is just way out of the water. I think they can definitely be the top defense with a little luck. Yeah, I think that's not too far out to uh, assume on their part. I think can you telling me that now that Byron Jones doesn't have a pick is a little alarming for me because when you yes, make he's him – not necessarily. He's the highest-paid mm-hmm. corner in the league, or if not first, second or third. That's a little uh, alarming yeah. to me for paying a guy that much. 
Mm-hmm. I agree with you there, but they signed him full well, knowing that they know that he's not an interception. He's not really. Yeah, he gets like two, three power. a year. But the thing is, like, he is just has great man coverage skills, and we run a lot of man coverage. Like the plays where we allow big chunks of yards, it's zone coverage. I just noticed it immediately. Ah, oh, you can't run freaking zone. So I think, yeah, Byron Jones definitely could get a pick this week. And the last is New England, six point nine nine against Houston. That could also just I think it's gonna stay true to what it is. That's six point nine nine. Because I think they could get sacks. They could not get sacks if Watson decides to be mobile. They kind of struggled with Lamar last week. Just like because it was rainy and he was all slipping all over the place, but yeah. we'll see what happens in that game. Yeah, I'm just yeah, that's definitely gonna stay very true to what Yahoo says. And now let's move on to the kickers, the best position, and we got Harrison Butker at ten point four over on. That's gonna be over, I think, because as I said multiple times over the course of this podcast, I think they're gonna limit the Chiefs' offense, and I think that involves kicking a lot of field goals. And I think with even with mm-hmm. three field goals and three touchdowns, that puts him over. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think the Vegas defense can either allow touchdowns, allowing extra points, or they can actually stop the Chiefs' defense because they're smart enough to do it. So it could flip mm-hmm. personally. But, yeah, I think over. Yeah. All right, next kicker is none other than Justin Tucker at 10.06 over under. I'm going to go over because I think 11 is more his style. He's been getting somewhere. Sometimes he gets that, sometimes he doesn't get anything. Like, it's just the way of the Ravens' offense. He's a consistent. Mm-hmm. I don't think this year he's gone under, like, six points, and I think that's pretty good. Yeah, he's definitely a stud, but I'm just going to say under because I think the Titans can shut down the offense like they, they did it last year. They can definitely do it again. Yeah. So I'm going to go under for like a couple points. And then there's Lutz. Will Lutz at 9.63. And then on the other side, actually, it's Young Hoi Koo at 9.06. So, Fingal, who's getting more out of those two? Who I think is getting more so. I think the Saints offense is definitely going to take back a step. I love Taysom Hill. I love Alan Kamara. Just I think it's still going to take a drop from what happened with Drew Brees. So I'm, so Will Lutz, I think, is going to get a lot of loving. And I remember the first time I saw Young Hoku, it was Dolphins Chargers. It was the first game I watched as a fan. They, and they drive down the field with little time left. And he freaking whiffs the field goal, and the Dolphins win. And this is the Jay Cutler year. Mm. So I think Young Hoku is not. I don't trust him in terms of field goals. But Will Lutz, I think, is a good game. What a great... What a great way to get into f- being a fan. The Jay Cutler years. Yes, the Jay Cutler years. <laughs> um. So then we have uh, Joey Sly also, 9.2, I'd say over. I think he's a great kicker. I think he's a pro bowler, and I think he's highly underrated. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think the thing with the Pro Bowl, though, I, I think I think Jason Sanders has to take that. He hasn't missed a field goal in, like, who knows how long. I know he missed one last week, but the streak was just ridiculous. Like, really good streak as a kicker. But well, there is I one think, for yeah, both sides. Over. So, mm. I think, yeah. Um. So, that's – we do have some other fantasy for our surprise guest later in the show. But now we can talk, uh, Finkel, we have 
you look at the past quarterbacks the Dolphins have had. It's been Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But before Fitzpatrick, it has not been young guys. I mean, it's not been old guys. Oh, no. It's so, been like... Now, obviously, Tua is going to be very loyal to the Dolphins. Yeah, I... Do you so, see them yeah. maybe... They do like drafting young quarterbacks. Do mm-hmm. you think that they... Um, do you think they should draft a quarterback just as some backup in the next draft? Not a high-round quarterback. We're talking, like, fifth, sixth, seventh-round quarterback. Okay, I do like where you're coming from, but I but I still don't think it's happening. However, I think it would be very smart to put some more, like, competition on Tua to make him play better. So that's kind of a smart thing. Like, I think the Packers did that with Jordan Love just to have Rodgers play better. I don't think yeah. taking it that high, like, c- come on, man. But I think that's kind but of the then- incentive. Mm-hmm. The other thing with Tua is that, no offense, Tua's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Tua may never be oh, yeah, as good totally. as Aaron Rodgers. We're mm-hmm. talking about a two-time MVP Super Bowl champion, and he did – I don't want to say he had a down year last year because, as he said, down years for him are career years for other quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's motivating him a lot. Yeah, like I don't think he's had one game where he hasn't surpassed like 250-plus yards. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean like one game where he was under. Mm-hmm. But I think they do that. It's actually, I believe, he's interested in playing as backup to Tua. And he's a great role model, and he can still play well, considering how he old can, he is. Yeah. So I think maybe after Fitz is old and gone, we take a new, younger quarterback. And the last thing to add in this segment is that I got my chance to rant about the Madden ratings. And now it is Finkel's turn. So, Finkel, I have the Dolphins ratings pulled up right now. And I'm going to tell you the players, and you're going to tell me what you think they should be, and I'm going to tell you what they actually are. The pain! Mm -hmm. So we have, uh, who should I start with? Who's a good one? We have, uh, Jerome Baker. What do you think he should be? Jerome Baker, I think he should be an 83. Yeah, okay, he's a 74. They kept him that low? I would think they bump him up to a 78. Because he is just a tackle machine. I remember I was doing this thing, like, with you, like, a couple months ago. When I was, like, doing the stat thing. Like, you had this whole formula. And Jerome, and I found out Jerome Baker had 16 tackles against the Pats week one. And, like, a sack, too. He, he just balled out. And he's continuously mm. balling out. So, 74, pure disrespect. Okay, next player. Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki. Now, I know they're probably going to love him and hate Jerome but I think they put him at an 82, or should be, definitely. He is at an 85 right now. He's an 85? What? Oh, okay, I'm mm. really happy with that. Now, he has 78 strength, which is a little weird, because he is a uh, he is a tight end. Yeah, I think they really got to up that, because, like, you've seen him just, like, maul defenders. Like, he can moss almost in any situation. I believe there's one player, like, in college, when he played at Penn State, where he kind of just, like, jumped up over, like, three defenders and just mossed the crap out of them. They had no idea it was coming. So I think that needs to be mm. upped. Because I know the jump is, like, ridiculous, like a 96. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Then we have Jason Sanders. Jason Sanders, I'm pretty sure he's, like, a 76. Oh, excuse me. He's an 81. 81, okay. We got some love for Jason Sanders. Pog. And then the last one we're going to get to is Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard, 86. 
he is a 84. So I know last year he was an 82, but everything was going downhill because everyone hates on the 5-11 and 11 Dolphins, you know, tank, tank for two a team. But I think that's somewhat reasonable considering the injuries and how. So, yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. I do believe it should be higher, however. And if you look, he did start at an 82, and then he went down to an 81. Now he's gone 82, 83, 83, 83, 84. But that is all we have time for in this segment, and we will catch you back soon on Professional Ranters. And welcome back to Professional Ranters. I am Finkel. I'm here with my co-host, Cheeseman, and special guest, Brady List. Say hi. Hey, guys. So, so we have him on to talk Pat's fantasy. He's a Patriots fan. I know. Disgusting. That's, that's a joke. So we're talking Patriot fantasy. So the Pat's players, I think the best out of them is Cam Newton. I don't think there's any denying that in terms of fantasy. Right? Yeah. Yes. I was a little deflated on how he's playing this year. Not going to lie. Yeah, like, you can't just run it up the gut every single freaking time. He's slated this week to be the 10th best quarterback and 12th best player total. Finkel, did you get the joke? Deflated? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Dang. So, yes. Camden is 10th in terms of quarterbacks, 12th in terms of, like, just players. And he's projected 19.8 points, and according to Fearless Forecast, stuff made by humans, 22.84. Brady, what's your thoughts? Um, I don't know. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he'll score more? Do you think he's more likely to score near the Fearless Forecast? Um, I think that's about accurate. Uh, But I think, because Cam, he has some type of addiction to doing less than <laughs> expectations, so. Yup. <laughs> and I saw someone in our fantasy team picked up the one, the only, Jared Stidham. Oh, yeah. So, I really don't know what he's doing. He must be way too boring. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I, I know, I know. You... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brady List, do you think there's any chance that Jared Stidham starts a game this year? Um, I think if we ever have a game again where Cam is just not playing well or anything like that, or, you know, just throws, like, four interceptions or something like that, just doesn't seem on it. I think they'll throw in Stidham or Hoyer, Hmm. preferably Stidham. (laughs) Because Stidham's Stidham's still got a future ahead of him. Hoyer's just old and not good. Hoyer should retire. Yeah, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, our next position is Jacoby Myers. Well, I don't know. I know Edelman's on IR. I'm not sure what happened to Nikhil Harry. I think he's Harry's hurt, hurt he's too. Current- yeah, he's hurt. Hmm. So he's ranked 35th of all the wide receivers and 88th as a player, projected to get 10.5, and the thrills forecast is 11.5. Over or under? I say, I say over. I mean, him and Cam Newen, they've been boys since high school. They played high school ball together, so... Oh, they did? Cool. Yeah. So Wait, could you explain the logistics of that to me? Because Cam Newton was drafted like eight years ago. And so that makes him <laughs> eight like... years older. <laughs> I saw it. I don't know. I saw it somewhere that they were high school teammates. Huh. And I actually, I think it was Cam Newton's press conference. They said something like that. 
Interesting. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, because Myers isn't a rookie. All right. Yeah, he went off against the Jets, and, um, yeah, the, he's, and the Ravens, too. He's been having great games. Mm, yeah, I think he can definitely, like, go nuts against, you know, a crappy Houston defense. Like, and plus, I'm actually rooting for the pass this week. I, I really want the first pick. So, next player is Damian oh, Harris, running back. So, apparently, Cam, oh, yeah. Cam Newton actually coached Jacoby Myers in high school. Huh. <laughs> okay. How the turntables. Wow. <laughs> okay, so... Top running back for the Patriots is Damian Harris. Again, like, what happened to Michelle? Like, the entire, like, Pat's offense is just injured all over the yeah. place. Like, what happened to um, Michelle? Yeah, Michelle... I think Michelle, he either got, like... An injury before the season, or he opted out because I know, like, I know Patriots had the most oh. opt outs because of COVID. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that might that definitely contributes. And then James White, James White's actually played really well. I think he's underrated, but you know, Damien Harris has been playing well. Rex Burkhead has been playing well as well. So yeah, it's always one of them has a big game. Yeah. Yeah. So he is currently ranked 27th this week in terms of running backs and 105th of all the players. Projected 9.4, and his fearless forecast is 16.1. What are your thoughts? Um, I think I think that's about accurate. I don't unless unless they um unless Bill Belichick tries to go a different way by you know pounding Rex Burkhead or pounding Damian Harris. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll, I think they'll all get like a, a somewhat equal amount of carries. Yeah, I, I gotta agree because like they can just throw whatever they want at the Texans defense, just really have fun and just have them learn the playbook. Because like it's basically just a really fun like hour long torture session where the where, where the Texans are kind of just being dangled by the pads. Well, that's how I visualize it anyway. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Equal carries. I think Damien will get the majority, however. Yeah, I'd agree. All right, our next player is Ryan Izzo, tight end. Oh, now, that's my boy. This number. Yeah. So, this number might shock you, but he is projected to have 2.92 points and no fearless forecast is available. Um, I agree because he's more, he's a, he's not, um, he's definitely a blocking tight end. He's only used for blocking. Yeah. I think that I've seen, I think he's had like three catches, but they've all been like 20-yard receptions, so they haven't been that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely like a big chunk guy, but mostly blocking. Um, Cheese Man, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's just make or break with Izzo. Just the way he's been playing, I think the Pats definitely should look to draft a tight end this draft. If not, like, oh, yeah, totally. Because I feel like even with wide receiver, Edelman's not good. But like, you don't need to. He's not. This is not good. He's like, he's just. He drops so many passes, and yeah. he's getting older. He's in like in his eleventh year. I think they got something with Myers. I think if Harry comes back healthy, he'll be a threat. But I think after this year, I think the Patch will just blow it up and rebuild. Yeah, and this week, yeah, this week against Houston, they're actually ranked 18th in defense. So against the pass, so that's why I think maybe James White could have a great game if they decide to go screen. 
because I think they figured out that Cam Newton that he just takes way too long in the pocket. So that's they're gonna get trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly and just get it to someone reliable like James White, who's always been reliable pass catching. Yeah, nice quick West Coast offense. Something about no, his no. yeah. All right, no, you you go. Something about his, I watched the Jets game, like I watched the whole game, and it was like, he, he just some of the throws just weren't good. Like just the throwing motion in general, like his feet aren't really set the way they should be sometimes, and yeah. I think that contributes to some of his bad throws. Yeah, yeah, with all the injuries and aging, it's definitely degrading his play as a whole. But I think you gotta take something off of him because. Us Pats fans, we're all used to the great, you know, Tom Brady, you know, three seconds in the pocket's gone. Mm-hmm. So we're not really used to, yeah. you know, Cam scanning the fields, getting out of the pocket. Like, we're not – because Tom Brady's definitely not that type of player. So it's still some getting used to for us pa- Patriots fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we move on to um, uh, kicker? Oh. Best position? Yeah. Nick Folk just not so he's he's projected for eight point three five. I doubt he gets there because he just is not. He's been missing extra points, field goals, you name it. He's just been not good. Yeah. But then you get like a twenty mile per hour wind, and he's like nailing them. It's so weird. Yeah. If you no, I have a really no. You you go. You go. You can go. Okay. So I just wanted to put this quick fun fact about Nick Folk. I believe it was 2010 against the Chargers, right? Where he kicked the ball right deep, and then the Chargers guy, I think, oh yeah, the Chargers guy had like two returns, and he thought it was like a punt, so it rolled into the end zone. But it turns out it's a live ball. Yes, I oh, recall. Yeah. So in- yes. So instead, like the Jets guy falls on it, and he literally kicked the touchdown. It was ridiculous. Right, what were you gonna say about Nick Folk? Um, if you have him on fantasy, just drop him. No need to waste your time. Literally get any other kicker. He's not worth the wait. Like, how bad must your team be if Nick Folk is your starting kicker? I mean, yeah, like, that, I mean, I think because he had has some like I think like two weeks ago or something he did have nine points, so he's definitely capable of it. But you just can't trust him. He had that game against the Broncos too, yeah. where he had like twelve, but yeah. Ugh. I prefer my Jason Sanders 18. But, <laughs> let's move on to defense. Now, the Pats actually made the top five in terms of projected defense with 6.99. 6.9? Nice. So, they're projected to get around seven points. Again, no fearless forecast. How do you feel? Um. Well, the Texans offense has been struggling without D-Hop, you know, they're trying to find, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to get Will Fuller to develop. They're trying to get other guys. Like, they're trying to, now that David Johnson's out, Duke Johnson is now, you know, the go-ahead running back. But Deshaun Watson, he just looks lost. I mean, when you watch him, he doesn't. Yeah. Because he's always looking at D-Hop. Now he doesn't have D-Hop. So, he's, if you watch their games, yeah. he's just lost. The Bill O'Brien effect. Yeah. See, I agree with you. I think they can definitely get like a few, like maybe a sack or two, because I think Deshaun's having a down year. Yeah, and their offensive line isn't the greatest. Mm. And plus, like those receivers, like Will Fuller, he's okay. Kenny Stills, again, okay. I, th- I think he's actually injured, but yeah, yeah, I think the 
pass defense can definitely get an interception or a couple sacks, hold them to only a couple points. They'll have a nice game. Cheeseman, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think they can. I think they're so solid without the opt-outs. Um, Gilmore, I don't think is going to play. But I think they still have. They got something with J.C. Jackson. Oh, yeah, that guy's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's already yeah, got he's six really... picks in, like, last year. The leader yeah. was seven, so it'll be interesting to follow that race. And then, uh, uh, oh, uh, Brady, was, uh, I've just got a question for you. So, the, obviously, the trade deadline was, like, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Patriots should have traded Gilmore? Um, well, I don't really know. Like, I've, I'm obviously not in the locker room. I don't know how people feel about Gilmore, but... I personally, I mean, from a fan standpoint, like he's the he's the best cornerback right now, and he will be probably for the next like five years. But I mean, Belichick, he's always willing to trade you. Like if you make one mistake, you're gone. Like he, that's how he coaches. That's how, no, that's how he coaches. So Gilmore probably did something that didn't that Belichick didn't like or something like that. But whatever. Okay, I got a fun one for you. So at the beginning of the year, I got all the team schedules and made a projected schedule for all the NFL teams, right? I did this because I had way too much free time in the summer, right? So I projected the Patriots going nine and seven, and now that we're like around halfway through the year, I think they go eight and eight, seven and nine. I really don't think they're having that good record. Yeah, nothing personal. Yeah, I agree with that. I projected them to have the 19th pick, so let's just move that down to, like, 15th, because that's probably where I think they'll end up, general area. So, if you could pick any player, like, at 15, like, like what, what position group would you target that has, like, players for the draft? Um, hold on, let me just pull up the draft class right now. So, at 15th, it's projected to be, oh, that was last year, hold on. There's some good quarterbacks in this year's draft, too. You got, like, you obviously have, uh, what's his face? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance at the top. Then you got, uh, Kyle Trask is having a Heisman year. Yeah, I think the Pats need to take um, uh, Kyle Trask. Like, I think that's just going to be, like, great because he's just balling. Okay. Cam Newton clearly, like, after those, like, crappy games, I don't think he's the one for the Pats. So, right now, 15th is projected to be Gregory Russo out of Miami's a defensive end. Um, and he, I'm reading about him, he doesn't seem that bad. He actually seems, he seems like he's, he seems very fast, which Patriots really need. But I don't think they're really looking for a defensive end. Like, next year when, when they get their... Do you guys hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah. So Patriots aren't really looking for a D end. Like their team, their defense is very solid. But if they get their guys back, like once they get Hightower and all those guys back, they'll be very. Solid. And the defense is really solid. Yeah. Like if you forget, remember last season, they were the best defense in the league by far. And they didn't lose too many guys. I mean, they lost to Trey Flowers, who played well, but not like wasn't like he was a big loss. But I don't know. Mhm. Yeah. So 
So, yeah, I think Kyle Trask will fall to them if some other, like, crappy team doesn't take them at, like, seven. Yeah. I, mm. But if he does fall, they got to take him. Um, there's a wide receiver, uh, Rashad Batman. Great name, by the way. <laughs> From, uh, no, Mid- I really think the Dolphins got to draft him. Because his name is Batman, just makes it so much better. Yeah, out of Minnesota, right? Yeah. Um... Some other guys, um, like DNs in this draft. Uh, there's Ronald Moore out of Purdue. He's a wide receiver. Uh, ooh, there's a corner, but we have the best. I don't care what you say. We have the best secondary in the league. Um, we do. Don't e- don't even. We do. <laughs> Igbo. I-, I said this last summer. Igbo. <laughs> Dolphin secondary. I don't see how you have any argument as to how the Dolphin secondary could be better than the Patriots. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let me just accepted it. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I think they're looking. I think they're looking quarterback first. If they're, but the Patriots, they're gonna be smart. I mean, last not too smart because last year, um, freaking. Bill Belichick's dog made the, made the draft pick last year. You remember that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. So I th- I think they'll I think I trust Belichick in the draft. I trust Mc- I trust McDaniel's. I trust Kraft. So I think they'll do the right thing. Well, you can never trust Kraft whenever he's getting a massage. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get canceled. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you guys want to get into some Thursday night football? Yeah, we touched on that in the original. You're going to hear when we listen to this, but what was your impression of it, Brady List? Um, well, I didn't get to watch too much of it, but from what I was watching, Kyler Murray, he missed a lot of throws. Like, I had, out of my three teams, I had Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, and DK Metcalf. All did less than their projections. Oh, so. Yeah, it's got to hurt. Definitely, both both defenses held them to a low. Yeah, but that was a great win by Seattle. They really needed that win because they lost to Arizona um, last time, so they needed that to stay in. Mm. Yeah, I I still think the division flip either way. Yeah, I like that. Back onto the topic of the draft, I think the Pats are a lot like the Dolphins in the fact that they really need a slot wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, we traded Isaiah Ford to you guys, but then again, Isaiah Ford isn't no, like, amazing slot receiver, yeah. right? So, I know there are a lot. I think there's one from Alabama. I don't recall his name. He, he does exist, though. And I do know he definitely meshed with Tua. So, if the Finns can pick him up, that's definitely going to be really great looking forward. Okay. Yeah, so um, if we don't have anything else to talk about, I think we can uh, end the podcast. We did have a sizable amount before this, and then uh, I think oh, we're yeah. good to go. Uh, if you want, we can get All into right. the um, injury report. What's, oh, uh, what's new with injury? injury report? So for the Patriots, this is just what I have up. Some notable players um, are, that are questionable are Nick Folk, um, Lawrence Guide, Stephon Gilmore, Damian Harris, Ryan Izzo, Nikhil Harry, Shaq Mason. Matthew Slater and uh, Joe Joe Tooney and Isaiah Wynn. So, a lot of player, a lot of good players. On our- Oof, yeah, that's better. 
Yeah, injury like injuries are just crushing you guys. Yeah. But yeah, I do think this is a good time to end the podcast. This was professional ranters. Thank you so much, Brady List, for coming and appearing for this yeah. final Anytime. segment. All right, and we um we might do a Sunday pregame show. Both the Packers and the and the Dolphins are playing four o'clock. Uh, I believe so. so. Might, yeah, so we might do that if we have any free time. But yeah, see you definitely see you all Tuesday and we have the trial on Monday. Yes, we do. Bye. Yes, yeah, see you guys.